speaker, and as you know, that would be me. Uh, I want to welcome you. We're located here through More Than Enough Ministries at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California, 95131. Our phone number is 408-945-4439, and we even have an email address, which, I mean a web address, which is www.mteminc.org. Okay, now that I got, I, I have taken care of all of that. Um, I want to start off with some, I guess, good news, and then I want to share some things with you. Um, we were asked by um, Dr. Bruce Cook, who is the regional director of uh, Robert Henderson's GPEC and uh, all of these other things. And so he invited us, Pastor Lanzine and I, and uh, our team, our group here, to uh, be the California representative. So after prayer and thinking about this and talking about it and really taking uh, under consideration what it was going to cost us in order to do that, I'm not talking about money-wise, I'm talking about time, and knowing that when you take on... Um, uh, something of this sort, then you have to be ready spiritually, as well as emotionally, as well as financially, as well as a whole lot of different things, okay? So we decided that we knew that this was from God. So we received this. Thank you, Dr. Baker and Lonzine, Pastor Lonzine. It was wonderful to have you on board. I hereby appoint you as state coordinators for the state of California for GPEC represent and steward Apostle Robert Henderson's ministry under his leadership and apostolic covering and authority. The, uh, anyway, he talked about the meeting and whatever it is. So we are officially um, uh, state coordinators. So that means that um, you guys are a part of this because one of the things that it does is it's mainly, a lot of it is about prayer uh, praying for a nation, praying for a whole lot of other different things. So um, you, it, it's important that we recognize who we are and what it is that we're going after and how it is that our mouths and our lives need to be. Because um, anytime you take on, when you take on, I mean, you know, okay, look at this. We're coordinators for the state of California not to San Jose, the state of California. That's governmental, okay? That's taking on and that's saying, okay, we take on the responsibility for um, bringing things into order. And you that are on uh, Periscope and on conference that are a part of us, you know, this is, this is a part of a thing that you do also. In fact, we're having a prayer meeting on Friday night at 6 p.m. Um, uh, it, it's a conference prayer meeting. We're going to pray for men, we're going to pray for a nation, and we're going to pray for the president. And that number is 415-464-6800. And the code number is 9454439. So, um, you can um, be a part of it. We're serious about prayer. We start at 6 o'clock um, on the dot, 
and uh, you can come in a little bit later if you want to, but uh, it's really good if you get there on time. And we're uh, going to take these things and we're going to bring a knot to it. And um, I'm going to talk about something that's, well, I don't, it's not that pleasant, but it's necessary. I'll tell you how, what made me decide to do this today. I had someone in that, um, he is um, an engineer, a very, uh, well, very Presbyterian, very, uh, 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 how would you describe him? Um, analytical, uh, yeah, very analytical person, and one that thinks about everything, one that's not prone to a lot of spiritual stuff and all of these things. And he came in today to talk to me. We, we talked because they're getting ready. He's getting ready to move. Um, he wouldn't even mind if I mentioned his name. But one of the things that happened when we were talking, I was sharing some things with him. And I was talking about the spirit of Jezebel. Well, when I started talking about that, you know, he's saying, eh, whatever. And then so I started to mention uh, a couple of things. And I said, I want to read something to you. So I started to read some of the things to him. And he said, wait a minute, stop. What's the name of this book? So I told him the name of the book, and he looked it up, and he says, this book has been um, nominated or been uh, called uh, a, a great, um, um, not documentary, but uh, like a dictionary, like a... Um, Encyclopedia. Yeah, an encyclopedia type of a book to give you information and stuff on that. And he's one that, when he said, I got to read this book, I got to have this book, it was something that said, you know, it, it was like, uh, I know that I need to go ahead and, and share this because he is somebody that. Uh, is normally so skeptical, and I've known him for 10, 15 years. I don't know, I've known him for quite a while. And uh, he knows me, and he accepts the things that I say. He accepts who I am. But just deciding that, okay, immediately he bought this book on, on, um, on uh, Amazon. So it was like one of those things. But I'm going to share some things with you. Um, and it's about the spirit of Jezebel. And in the spirit of Jezebel, there are a lot of things that are going on. And <clears throat> I'm going to read a number of different things. I'm going to tell you the name of the book also, so that if you want to get it, you're able to do so. Okay? Um, so this is not something that I'm just going to keep. Okay. There is, uh, let me, let me, uh, uh, one of the things that happened is God always opens things up for me in ways that are just really interesting. He knows that if I'm ever accused of anything, that I never just poo-poo it. I don't say, that's not me, that's this, whatever it is. I'm going to immediately go to him. And why is that? Because I never want to be deceived. Okay? And people are deceived when they're defensive. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. How you can say things like that about me? How can you, you know, do thus and so? Or trying to defend it. That's just not the way that I operate or the way that he's had me operate. 
And so, um, as I mentioned on Sunday, this woman called and she was upset with me and she had criticized uh, Kenneth Copeland and then she started to criticize me and she mentioned the spirit of Jezebel. Well, she was telling me about all of her feelings. And so I said, this conversation is over, okay? Because I don't want to know about somebody's feelings. That, that really doesn't interest me. If you have information that, um, you know, uh, that means something, then fine. But immediately when I got off the phone, I said, okay, uh, I called the pastor, and she said, the spirit of Jezebel is one of those things that you don't have, okay? I said, I don't have a lot else for one movie. That's what I'm And so I said, okay. But I went ahead, and I still took it to the Lord. I said, show me what's going on here. And then what happened, it was really interesting, because I turned on the TV, and I haven't had my TV on regular TV for a long time. And I turned it on and there was Sid Roth. And then there was Michael Brown on there with Sid Roth. And so he was talking about this book, about the Jezebel spirit. And so I said, okay. And so the Lord let me know something uh, in a sense that it wasn't, I, I don't operate out of it, but this was something that was trying to attack me, okay. And so as I started to listen to uh, Dr. Michael Brown, I was beginning to understand some things. And so I'm just going to read a couple of things to you. The, the, the name of the book, and it's, I, I'll give all that stuff to you at the end. But um, um, let me see. Let me start here. And welcome all of you. I think I already did that, but just in case I didn't. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to delete that. I'm just going to oh, go to it. Okay, the most wicked woman in the Word of God. Um, okay, he's. I'm, I'm going to read to you how he. I'm just going to go ahead and do some reading. Is that okay? Yes. yes. Okay. On August 19, 2019, at the end of his sermon, John Kilpatrick, pastor uh, of Church of His Presence in, in in Alabama, called for special prayer for President Trump. He said witchcraft was coming against the president and quoted two Kings, 2 Kings 9.22, which attributes the troubles the nation of Israel was facing to uh, sorcery, the sorceries of Jezebel, okay? What's happening now in America is witchcraft and is trying to take the country over. He said the witchcraft that is trying to take uh, America back and um, there's a, a reference to this. It was, uh, uh, there's a book containment or something there. It has a whole lot of, as uh, this uh, person of mine, he was talking about it, this, you know, this was an encyclopedia. Um, anyway, this person's been a friend of his for a number of years, uh, and he says, I'm not, I'm not being political, he told his congregation. But here's what Holy Spirit said to me last night, and here's what he said uh, for me to tell you. Tell the church that so far, uh, Mr. Trump has been dealing with Ahab. Now listen to this, because what does a president represent? The nation. Okay, now we're, we're representing California. Do you understand? You've been put in a spiritual place, okay? Okay, so understand the, 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 the uh, okay, he's been dealing with Ahab, but Jezebel's fixing, you can tell he's from Alabama or one of the places that there, 
fixing to step out from the shadows. That's what the Lord said to me. He said, pray for him now because he said, there's about to be a shift and, a de uh, and the deep state is about to manifest. And it's going to be a showdown like you can't believe. So I'm coming to you as a prophet, as a man of God, and I'm telling you it's time to pray for the president. To his surprise, I guess it went viral and the story about uh, the pastor called for prayer was covered by Christian and secular media, including the Jerusalem Post. Now, this is really funny. In which the coverage was remarkably fair. <laughs> this is what he said. This guy is coming from the Jerusalem Post, right? <laughs> okay. Any rate, so he goes on and he says, I will answer those. Uh, uh, here it was. Uh, the word... Uh, God gave the pastor clearly stuck a nerve, struck a nerve, and I can say it resonated with my spirit immediately. But why? What does Jezebel have to do with Donald Trump? And who is uh, who is hardly a, who is who is hardly a prophet of God? You know, and in what sense is witchcraft trying to take over America? What might uh, what might the Holy Spirit be speaking to the church in this season? And what's at stake if we fail to respond? I will answer these questions and more and move through, as we move through the pages of this book uh, and understand why we have to take a stand against Jezebel and what means that her uh, stepping out of the shadows, okay? Understand, uh, oh, let me read it. Okay, without question, Jezebel was the most wicked woman in the Bible. She was idol worshiper, seductress, slaughter of God's prophets, terrified his servants, and had the enemies assassinated and emasculated her husband, the king of Israel. She stands uh, as the epitome of an evil woman. Her husband Ahab had, was already an ungodly man before they married, but his marriage to Jezebel caused him to surpass the wickedness of the previous kings of Israel. She was an unholy spark that ignited a destructive deadly fire as recorded in 1 Kings 16, 29 through 31. Okay, in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Omri, began to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Ahab, the son of Omri, did more evil in the sight of the Lord than all that was before him. The sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nephat, uh, were, they, they seemed minor. For him to walk in those, uh, for he took Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabel, king of the Sidonians, as his wife, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Okay, so one of the things of it is, is this. Um, Jezebel is known in the Urban Dictionary, it says, it's a female who's seeking attention from and possibly plotting to use someone who is wealthy or otherwise desirable in order to gain status in society. She is often beautiful and knows it. She uses her looks for her advantage to lure the next victim in. She will do anything and will use anyone to get what she wants. She is interested in people. She uh, is interested in people. She's interested in purely as a status symbol and will toss them away and move on when they no longer satisfy what it is that she needs. Uh, look at the uh, flirting she did, uh, you know, anyway, they talk about that. But one of the things about Jezebel is this. 
is that she taught the king, she taught the people how to serve the Baals. You can read this in the Bible, okay? She taught them how to serve idols. Are, are you following? How to be sexually, how to, how, how to, to, to be a base. Remember in the book of, of Revelation, God talked to the church, I think it was Thyatira, and he says, you have allowed this woman, Jezebel, he mentioned that spirit to come into his church. The book of Revelation is a powerful book. And if you read the warnings that he gave, all of these things that he gave is about compromise, is about allowing these sins and things to take over. Okay. There is a website, Jezebel.com. And what it does is it tells you how to emasculate men. It tells you how to, um, one of the things, and it talks about in this book and, and all of these, you know, the different uh, uh, parts of, of this, and it goes on to share a number of different things. I'm just going to read this to you. This is what I read to my, my person. Um, Jezebel is the arch enemy. Okay, Jezebel is the arch enemy of prophets, the arch enemy of true worship, the arch enemy of the message of repentance. If she can't kill you, she'll put you on the run and you'll cower in, uh, uh, cower in fear. If she can't exterminate you, she will intimidate you into silence. If she can't annihilate you, then she will emasculate you. Look at what's happening in our nation. Just think about the different things that are happening in our nation. We talked a few weeks ago about the fact if I had someone that has a, a, a gender problem, a gender confusion problem, if they come to me, then I can go to jail for trying to help them to, to decide what they are. Okay? You say, why do you mention these things? Because you don't realize <clears throat> if we don't, the Bible says, do not be ignorant of what? Of the devil's devices. Okay? If we hide our head in the sand with our behind sticking up, then we're not hiding from anything. We're trying to pretend that it does not exist. And some of the things that uh, are, are happening and some of the hatred that's going on from women to men and, and, and wanting to stamp out the whole thing of marriage. You're going to understand something. You see, it is not just when, 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 uh, when they, they had it where it's okay to marry someone of the same sex. That didn't just, that didn't just uh, 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 happen for that sake. It is trying to, the whole thing of it is, is that these women want to wipe out marriage, period. There should not be marriage because marriage is uh, against women. It's not just against women. It is against mankind. It is against humans. This is, this is the kind of thing on some of these websites and some of these things that are happening. But what's happening in the church, and I mentioned it in my book that I wrote in 1992, The Spirit of Fear of the Lord, what happens is this. The church does not want to, I mean, people in the church Many of them do not want to hear this because they say it's disturbing. 
Well, when they come and take your children, when they come and do what it is, and uh, I was just reading recently, and I was thinking about one of the people here in our congregation, and I was going to to uh, send you that thing. Um, the six-year-old kid, the six-year-old child. One of the things that they're 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 teaching in school now, and teaching these young people is that sex with uh, adults that there's nothing wrong with it. It's just another expression of your sexual thing. So these are things that are being taught. And we're saying, oh, no, 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 that can't be. I don't know where you've been. <coughs> Do you understand? And if we stand by without praying, without speaking, without taking on these demonic things, then we're going to have to answer to God. And we can't call ourselves Christians. I'm sorry, you cannot just stand by and see somebody abused and misused and, and all of these things and, and know that it's a demonic spirit that's causing it. I am not against any person, but I am against that spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Um, uh, Okay, Joseph. Jo uh, okay, uh, Joseph Parker, a British pastor who lived from 1830 to 1902, he was a contemporary of Charles Spurgeon, but not nearly as well known. Yet there is a saying of of his that was well known today as any of Spurgeon's lines. It was made famous by Leonard Ravenhill, who cited it in a classic book, Why Revival Tarries. It was memorialized by Keith Green, who reads uh, the quote of Ravenhill, book and wrote, pledge my head to heaven. If we're not willing to pledge our head, you understand, that's our thoughts and the way that we believe. If we're not willing to pledge it to heaven, where have we pledged it? You understand, where have we pledged it? The man whose little sermon uh, is repent sets himself against his age and will, for time, uh, for the time being, uh, be battered mercilessly by the age whose moral tone he challenges. There is but one end for such a man. Off with his head! You had better not try to preach repentance until you have pledged your head to heaven, and I have. Whatever it is that happens, it has to happen because I must preach repentance. We must change the way that we think. In the end, Elijah's words triumphed over Jezebel. She died the uh, 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 in the gory death he prophesied. But in the aftermath of his greatest prophetic victory, uh, really, it was one of the greatest uh, prophetic victories recorded anywhere in the scriptures. Jezebel's, Jezebel's death threat terrorized the prophet, causing him to flee and pray that he would die. Uh, to, say, uh, to say it again, a true prophet has no worse enemy than a woman like Jezebel. When you faced her, you must pledge your head to heaven. The next time Jezebel is mentioned is 1 Kings 21, the story of Naboth. We all remember him, right? Her husband had a problem. He wanted the, the, the thing. Here he was laying in bed, sulking. She said, I'll get it for him. She plotted against. She used people to destroy this man's reputation. So understand, your reputation 
may, <coughs> may be attacked. In fact, they don't maybe to it. It will be attacked. If you come, when you come against this, you will be called everything. You will be called things. You will be accused of things. And, and then, um, you're, 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 you're going to face, you're going to face these kinds of things. Do you understand that? So you have to let it be known that my only clear, my only conscience is my clear conscience unto God. I must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? I mean, death threats, all of these different kinds of things can come after a people and a church. This is why he says, I let the wheats and the tares grow together. You're going to find out who's really a believer and who's not. Do you understand? Okay. Um, um, okay. Anyway, years go by. And 1 Kings 21, um, uh, 27 through 29 so even wicked Ahab repented, and God gave him mercy, but Jezebel did not. There was no repentance for her. Several years go by before she's mentioned. Ahab died in a battle 14 years earlier. And then the next text says, this is 2 Kings 9, 30-31. As the text says, when Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard about it. She put black paint on her eyes, adorned her head, looked down through the window as Jehu emer uh, entered at the gate. Is everything all right, Zimri, murderer of his master? Remember Zimri, Remember the story about him. He got murdered by, by his people. Okay, so she's uh, accusing him of that. She was taunting him, calling him Zimri rather than Jehu, since Zimri, like Jehu, became king of Israel by killing the king, and Zimri only reigned for seven days. See 1 uh, Kings 16, 9-20. Jezebel was saying to him, that's what will happen to you, you treasonous murderer. But just in case he came, uh, just in case he came in peace, she dolled herself up. Maybe she would control him like she controlled Ahab. But Jehu was not to be controlled. He was, ulti he was ultimately uh, uh, overzealous, and he was an alpha male, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, so it talks about this, and I, I was reading this out of the Tanakh. Okay, in Jehu's own words, she was guilty of count countless harlotries and sorceries. Now, one of the things that Jezebel did is she neutered men. Who was it that threw her out the window? They were eunuchs. Okay, God makes sure that everything is known. Do you understand? What is happening in, 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 in the world today is that there are, there are women that are ultra-feminists, I mean radical feminists, that want to castrate, want to kill, want to destroy. There is some that says that the only good man is a dead one. That they should only be 10% of society. That there is no purpose for them. This is the kind of rhetoric that's going on. Okay, and as I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is not uh uh, just stuff that's out there. You see, one of the things of it is, is this. We always read safe things. Don't we? We look for safe things. But that's not who I am. 
That's not what it is and where it is that he has me. And, and um, I, I, I gave Daniel a copy of my book that I wrote. And I, I started to cry as I was reading it to him because we we're getting ready. To, the, 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 he's already told me, told me a number of times that I have to revive this book and put it out. It's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Because until we walk in the spirit of fear of the Lord, we're not going to achieve anything. We can't. Because we walk in the spirit of the fear of other things. You understand? Other things are our God. And we fear our family. We fear, uh, we don't fear them. Actually, we fear the things that we might miss. We fear some kind of loss. And most of the time, it's, it, it's, it's nothing you're going to lose in the first place. But it's a thing that comes at you, okay? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we see a massive increase in pornography, sexual temptation, we see uh, it in the militant spirit of abortion, which tries, uh, ties in with pagan idolatry. We see it in the rise of radical feminism, which is uh, a, a dead set against all male authority. We see it in the new fascination with sorcery and witchcraft. We see it in the attempts to si silence prophetic voices in the land. Her, her scheme may look a little different, but Jezebel has the same mission, to transform the spiritual fabric of a nation and turn us away from God. Interestingly, just as Jezebel was on a collision course with Jehu, the bull in the china shop, uh, 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 king of Israel, the spirit of Jezebel was in a collision course with the president, the bull in the china shop, uh, the president of the United States. His presidency... Uh, for better or worse, was mo uh, has mobilized millions of pro-abortionist, anti-male feminists who rage in the street, calling for his death and literally pounding on doors of congress congressional buildings in protest of his pro-life court appointee. Okay? The battle is waged that Jezebel, in a sense, is back from the dead, or perhaps the spirit of Jezebel never went away. And I'm gonna, uh, uh, there are some things that are said that are just, you're wondering, are these people real? Is this real? Or is this just, I mean, and then you look and you say, no, this is demonic. It's not human. It is demonic. Uh, why is it that so much of what you're talking about is couched in terms of freedom to to express and, and be yourself? Is that part of the twisted, like for, in, for instance, if, for women to have freedom over their bodies and control over their bodies is one of the biggest arguments for um, but is that is that is that is that really one of the arguments? Okay, in 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 law, one of the things is supposed to be that uh, uh, justice or or the law is supposed to be blind, right? And it's supposed to be it's supposed to be balanced. It's supposed to be a balanced weight, right? <laughs> okay, if it were about a thing of freedom for a woman in her body, okay. If it were a thing of freedom 
for uh, uh, all of all of these things, then why would it be where the spirit is saying a person that has confusion has no right to come and try and get assistance? See, that's taking freedom from that person. What it is is a demonic thing that says if you don't, if 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 everything, it's the book of Satan. Remember what the Bible of Satan says? Do whatever it is that you want to do. As a debased as you want to be, be that. That's what the Bible of Satan says. Antoine LeVay and all of these people, it was be as, as a debased as you possibly can. It was like do nothing that the Bible of, uh, that the Holy Bible says. They, they said it is the unholy Bible. So it's not even, no, this has gone so far past uh, women and, 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 and the right for them to, to uh, and, and the right for them to have uh, 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 rights over their body. See, the baby has no rights at all. You know, I read something today that was really, y'all ready, ready for the irony of this? Yes. Mm -hmm. There was a hog, a pig, that died in the zoo. And people are mourning the hog. But they kill millions of babies every day. Up until the day that the babies are to be born. And even after then, they suck out the brains of babies. They kill, they, they, they rape little children. And the only good thing for a baby, they're selling babies. And I spoke of this years ago. I spoke of this in the, in the, in the late 80s and early 90s. They were selling. They were having babies and selling these babies at two and three days old so that people could have sex with them. Two and three-year-old babies. I had a client that had multiple personalities. I think uh, she had eight or nine or more personalities. And it was because sexual stuff started with her when she was, when she was just born, when she was still in, in there. And, and, and it started with, with, with the tail of a snake. Do you understand? I mean, this stuff, this is crazy stuff, and it's been going on. And, 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 and we cannot just sit and say that this is something that's okay. We cannot be so caught up in ourselves that here it is, that we're not ready to. If, 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 and these are things that are going on. I mean, people are legally marrying snakes, marrying cows, marrying uh, 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 machines. There was a guy that tried to marry his computer, but his computer rejected him. <laughs> I mean, they're marrying everything. They're wanting to marry their children. They're wanting to marry their, I mean, you know, uh, uh, all of these things. You see, here is how the adversary gets in. Anything is all about taking away what God said in the very beginning. He made them what? Male and female. Okay, it, it, I mean, I, I want you to start thinking spiritually now. I don't want you to think about this, this, this thing this way. I don't want you to get into the feeling sorry for this. 
we can have compassion, but see, compassion will take you, compassion will make you angry so that you sin not. Are you following me? If yes. you're following me, wave, uh, wave yes. at me. Yes. Okay? We don't want to feel sorry for any of it. Okay? We don't want to. But what, one of the things that's happening <clears throat> is that what, what does the adversary do? What is he so good at? He's good at bait and switch. Okay? Keep your eye on this. Do you realize that these people could really give a care less about all them, them, them black people and them Mexican people that's trying to cross the border? They don't care about them. That's a switch to get your mind off of what's really going on. Do you understand? To get you all messed up in this. All right? Okay. If you can't see that, you're dumber than you look. You understand? Because that's what it is. Now, when, come, come on, tell me when. If we, if we really cared, and was really caring, then it would be do, able to do something about it. I'm going to bring you here. I'm going to put you on welfare. I'm going to put you in, uh, 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 I'm going to bring you here so that you can help to, to um, I'm going to buy you a few clothes and I'm going to pay you a few little money and I'm promising you stuff that I'm never going to give you so that you can help my plan work, so that you can have the eyes on that. Here it is. Now, here's another thing, gun control. I want to take away your guns, but yet I kill 50 million babies. If you cared about life, you care about that. Are, are, are you following? You know, if uh, these these the, the uh, having guns. Let me see. How many people got guns sitting in their closet and they kill nobody? The gun didn't say, "I'm gonna get up out of here and I'm gonna go kill somebody." The gun walked out there and did something. No, it's people. And with the hatred and the anger that we are spewing, it makes sick people sicker. Are, are, are you understanding? So that then the sick people can go and, 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 and find a gun. And I am, I, I mean, I know that people are, are supplying them with guns so that they can go and do these things so that they can do what it is that needs to be done. You say, well, Dr. Baker, you're thinking sinisterly. No, I'm thinking uh, the way that the, the, the devil works. He has always supplied you with what it is that you need to destroy yourself. Okay? All right, now listen to this. <clears throat> Jezebel is alive and well in the United States. In, in, in the United States of America, that's the United States. Almost a thousand years after Jezebel, the death of Jezebel, Jesus himself refers to her again. But this time, it was a different woman called by the same name. Speaking to the church of Thyatira in the book of Revelation, Jesus first commended the congregation for the good it was doing before delivering these shocking words. But I have a few things against you. You permit that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to sexual immorality, to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent. 
of her sexual immorality, but she did not repent. Look, I will throw her onto a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into a great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. I will put her children to death and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the hearts and the minds. I will give to each one according to your deeds. Do you understand? This is what God is saying. What it is that you want. If you, if you want to follow me, if you want to repent, which means to change the way that you think, are, 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 you, are you hearing this? You know, we say, well, we're in the church, so we don't have anything to do with that. Well, you need to get into the kingdom then. Because the kingdom is a government. Okay? And if God says, I mean, the kingdom of God is the love of God. So it, it, it's like I'm, I'm, uh, um, Jezebel was, uh, uh, was at it again, seducing, deceiving, and destroying. That was, uh, uh, I was reading out of second, uh, Revelation 2, 20 through 23. And she was doing it right inside of the church. This was intolerable to the Lord, and the judgment uh, he promised was intense. Who was the so-called prophetess? We have no definitive record uh, other than the record here, but it's likely that her name was not really Jezebel. Instead, most scholars believe Jesus uh, gave her the name because she was just as the Jezebel of old. He was speaking about the spirit. Okay? She was a woman of the same spirit, operating by the same demonic forces, turning God's people away from the truth into sexual immorality and idolatry. In that sense, Jezebel appears to be on the scene over and over through history. Now listen to this. There are more men and women and boys and girls into pornography in the church. Christians. Okay? There are many, many little boys that are raping little girls, little girls that are raping little boys, little girls that are raping girls, little boys that are raping boys. There is, uh, there is a suit that one woman has against her husband because she dresses her child as a, a, a girl. And when he goes, he's six years old, dresses him as a girl. And when she goes to, he goes to his father's house and he chooses to want to be a boy. She wants to sue him because he is not keeping her the way that this one wants to be. These are all documented things. I wouldn't sit here and just read to you or tell you things that are not documented. And every incident in here is documented. And, and, and what I like about the, the, um, the iBook or the, whatever you call it, the electronical book, because you can push the thing and you can see the reference and you can go to it and it'll take you to this website and take you to this website if you want to go or, or whatever it is. Do you understand? And that's why you said it's an encyclopedia. This 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 person, that this friend of mine that I was, well, he's not a friend, he's kind of like a son. He's like more like a son. Uh, I was saying in his analytical mind, I mean, he was just, whoa, you know. And for him to be, whoa, get excited about hardly anything is interesting okay so, so so it was it was one of those okay um oh my gosh oh my white pants how long we should maybe i shouldn't have wore white i should have just let you wear white okay all right so um oh this is now this is interesting okay um 
we know that human beings are fully responsible for their actions and cannot say the devil made me do it. But we also know that Satan is our ultimate enemy and the one with whom we do battle, as Paul wrote. For we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness, uh, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places, as Ephesians 6.12. That's why Jezebel has such power. She's not simply a domineering, uh, uh, manipulative woman. She was demonic, uh, she was demonically empowered as well as, you, you know that she, <clears throat> she was a priest. I mean, her father was a priest and she was a priestess. Okay, in that thing, okay? Most supernatural ability to uh, intimidate and control. And when we see the same type of demonic activity and work in our day, we identify it as the spirit of Jezebel. This does not mean that it's a specific demon or principality named Jezebel. It means that there are certain characteristics associated with Jezebel. And when we see this set of characteristics at work, we know who is behind it. Okay, we know that. Um, on a certain level, even though we recognize it, and uh, it is witnessed by a modern feminist website called Jezebel.com, as noted in the Media Research MRC website, feminism isn't just a bruta uh, brutal philosophy for millions of unborn children. It's, br it's brutal on the Internet. Take the website, Jezebel.com, a reference to the prophetess in the book of Revelation who was teaching and beguiling my servants to practice immorality so radical feminists decided to launch a website and what did they choose to name it jezebel is anyone surprised a tweet encouraging people to subscribe to their newsletter offers a gender culture and politics with tea delivered straight into your inbox as expected the mrc also noted that the website has been tur uh, turned into a book of jezebel calling it a snark-loaded uh, feminist encyclopedia. For instance, it describes the condom as a must-have accessory for protection against two potentially life-threatening conditions, AIDS, among others, STDs, and babies. The full title of the Book of Jezebel, an illustrated encyclopedia of lady things. And the dedication reads, for all the Jezebels, biblical and otherwise. And what exactly is in this book? The MRC articles offer some samples. Children are defined as the side effect of sex. A zygote, or a zygote, Z-Y-G-O-T-E. How do you pronounce that? Zygote. Huh? Zygote. Okay, zygote is too young to be a slut, so way more entitled to civil rights than they are. The Jezebel entry of misogyny is exemplified by God, Aristotle, Prince uh, uh, Phyllis Shapley, Rush Limbaugh, the Republican Party, and Alan West. So God is a misogynist. <laughs> As for the entry, and this is this is uh, let me let me 
the Jez uh, Jezebel, the mainstream of feminism media research center. Okay, so you can look it up if you want to. It's, it's real. This is not somebody just, you know, writing stuff. As for the entry on God and the Jezebel, uh, book of Jezebel, it reads, his book overflows with, misogyn with misogynist messages. In Genesis, the first woman is created from a man's rib, has a weakness for snakes and fruit, and is responsible for destroying the blissful Garden of Eden. In the New Testament, the uh, immaculate conception creates the impossible and unbearable Madonna or dichotomy. Our society still suffers under it today. And that is in the Holmes book of Jezebel, and you can buy it in Kindle. I don't want it. Okay, I don't want it. I don't want it in my bookcase. Okay. Uh, uh, there's uh, uh, yes, and according to the fem feminist compilation, God Himself appears on the list, and they have titled a row gallery of wretched misogynists. Jezebel lives on a woman of idolatry and sorcery. Now let's go back to the Bible and review what we learned about the wicked woman so far. We saw in the last chapter, a zealous idol worshiper who uh, in the New Testament also claimed to be a prophetess, a seductress, an arch enemy of prophets, a murderer, a woman that emasculated her husband, a woman who engaged in sorcery. If we break down some more uh, of this very clear picture, the primary deities Ahab and Jezebel worshipped was Baal, who was male, the Ashura, which was female. According to Canaanite myth, Baal, whose name means master and lord, was the son of El, the chief deity whose name was also means God, and his wife, Ashura. Baal was a weather deity, which also meant he associated with fertility of the land. While the Asira was a fertility goddess par excellence, Bible teacher Ray Van Lan, uh, his notes that Baal is portrayed as a man with a head and horns of a bull, an image similar to uh, that biblical accounts, his right hand Sometimes both hands is raised and he holds a lightning bolt, signifying both destruction and fertility. As for Ashur, she, she portrays a nude female, sometimes pregnant, with exaggerated or multiplied breasts that she holds out apparently as symbols of fertility she promises for her followers. As for the worship of the Asira, uh, uh, Van der Lan writes, although she believed, she was believed to be Baal's mother, she was also his mistress. Pagans practice sympathetic magic. That is, they believed that they could influence the gods' actions by performing the behavior they wished the gods to demonstrate, believing the sexual union of Baal and Asherah uh, produce fertility. Their worshipers engaged in immoral sex to cause the gods to join together, ensuring good harvest. This practice became the basis of religious prostitution. Remember the the uh, uh, the shrine prostitutes? 
Okay. Wow. Um, let me give you a few more things and then we're going to talk. Um, you know, <clears throat> I look at the deception. I look at the things that are going on. I look at how, how uh, children You know, it, it's it's really sad <clears throat> that the statistics show that there are more black women that get abortions. Well, this is what Margaret Sanger wanted in the first place than any other group here in America. You know, um, that all of these things. Are meant to destroy. But here's a here, but but uh, if I get to it, I'm going to read you something. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, okay. So in conjunction with Jezebel and her idolatry, we have sexual immorality, baby killing, radical fem feminism. Does that sound like America today? Pornography has become a plague and immorality is celebrated. Baby killers have become more militant by day, determining determined to preserve the right to terminate children in the womb. And ra radical feminism has declared war on male patriarchy with tens of thousands of marches down the streets in protest. Yet there's still more. Jehu also referenced Jezebel sorcery, using the Hebrew word kefsah, which uh, some translation renders as witchcraft, regardless uh, though uh, of which word is used, we know sorcery was a part of it, okay? Encountering the Jezebel firsthand, this is what this guy, this is what, what, what happened, let me read this. On three different occasions, I had direct encounters with Jezebel type demonic, demonic power. On two occasions, the battle lasted for several months. The other occasion was just for a week. But I can tell you firsthand that each time it was miserable. As I noted in one journal entry, what fears tormenting oppression. During these times, it felt like I was running through knee deep water. Knee deep water, knee deep water. <laughs> knee-deep water with spiritual resistance on every front. And I knew this was a direct Jezebelian attack on the prophetic message that the Lord had given me for the nation. The first time I encountered this demonic power, it was as if all hell broke loose against my wife Nancy and me. She came under attack, bizarre health attacks, we felt constant pressure, even oppression, in our lives. We were both bombarded by lies, demonically planted thoughts that sought to destroy each of us from a different angle. We only realized the depth of this after the fact. And when things really came to the light spiritually, even ministry became a total drag to me. I had been preaching since I was 18. Starting in 1973, I loved to travel and minister the word. But during that season of attack, I dreaded it. I didn't want to get on a plane. I didn't want to stand behind a pulpit. Um, the warfare 
was like nothing I'd ever experienced. I had to pray for several hours at a time just to get to the starting line. Above all, I felt spiritually emasculated, not by a person, but by some demonic power. I felt intimidated. I was hit by fears. I felt constant challenge against my uh, against bringing any type of prophetic message. And it was easy to understand what was happening. All of this was totally unusual for me. It was just like Jezebel and Elijah. I thought to myself, least anyone misunderstand me. I'm not comparing myself to Elijah. I was thinking about how Jezebel attacked and intimidated, in, intimidated, intimidated <laughs> those with prophetic messages. And at the time, God had birthed a prophetic message of repentance for the nation in my heart. <clears throat> I don't know if some of you remember when I, um, anyway, I'll tell you that later. By God's grace and after serious extended prayer, coupled with fasting and prophetic word from colleagues and a stronghold was broken. But to repeat it was miserable. Nancy would affirm this as well. Meanwhile, traveling with Nancy and a small team in India, I encountered this Jezebelian spirit again. We were preparing to minister in the city of Bayawada in Anhandra. Well, most of y'all would probably pronounce it better when y'all get the book. Okay, uh, at P-R-E-D-E-C-H. And my Indian colleague and I had a burden to confront the idol worship by millions in that state. It was a female deity called Kankia, K-A-N-A-K-A, Durga, D-U-R-G-A, whose big temple was housed on a mountain in the city. God had put a message in my heart to invite the Hindu priests and worshipers of that idol to a public service, asking who the real God was, this Kendia, uh, whatever, or Yahweh. I didn't do this lightly. I felt God put it in my heart. We were in India for about a month. And we got when it got closer to the time of our visit to B-I-J-A-Y-A-W-A-D-A, I began to feel the same type of oppression, something very similar to what I've experienced almost five years earlier. I felt emasculated spiritually. I felt I had no authority. I felt intimidation by the, uh, by the challenge of preaching against idolatry, shades of Jezebel once again. I asked my colleague, Brother Y-E-S-U-P-A-D-A-M, okay, yesterday, whatever, to tell me a little about this goddess. What did her statue look like? And was there anything unusual about the worship associated with her? He described this power, false deity, as a warrior goddess with multiple arms, holding a head of a giant she had conquered in uh, one of her hands. He also told me that once a year, her male worshipers, now listen to this, would put on women's clothes and makeup. Seriously talking about an intimidating, emasculating, demonic image. When I subsequently reached things 
research things for myself, I learned that this warrior goddess was depicted as a beautiful woman. Remember how seductive Jezebel was? But she wrote on the back of a, a fierce lion holding a spear in one of her hands. When my friend described as the head of the giant was actually an image of a demon that King, uh, King M-A-H-I-S-H-A-S-U-R-A, -S 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 uh, whom Kanaka vanished according to the Hindu myth. In the image I'm looking at now, the spear has pierced his side. which is gushing blood as he looks back over the shoulder with fear of his conqueror. This is what I was encountering in the spirit, a demonic entity represented in, uh, before we finish, uh, uh, Pastor Lanzine, you just make sure that we have five or 10 minutes before we finish because you're gonna take authority over these kinds of things because you know, I, right, right even now, you know, uh, what we're gonna take authority right now in the name of Jesus because it's like, uh, uh, this kind of thing is saying you shouldn't be talking about this. You should not be talking about this. How dare you do this? Okay, and it's it's like uh, the adversary wants to bring fear upon people. And uh, I don't know if anybody else can sense it. Probably not. I don't know if you can or not. But it's go ahead. Um, it likes to be hidden. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I kind of sense something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't want to be exposed. No, it doesn't. It works in the dark. And that's that's it. It works in the dark. And this is this is the kind of thing. But you see, one of the things of it is, is this. What ended up happening, I'm going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you some of the things that are coming against people. Okay? Which is really, really, really important. <laughs> okay? Uh, any rate, so he tied this to this non-conditioned uh, 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 thing and a few hours of sleep um, before the meeting leaving, he got out of bed and started to go trying uh, uh, to make his way in the darkness. Suddenly I felt a shooting pain in my right heel. What's that? It, it turned out that I scraped the back of my foot against a rugged wooden edge of a bedpost and flesh about the size of a quarter literally ripped off. Ouch, okay? Immediately, I heard Genesis 3.15 in my spirit apply afresh to the moment. He, meaning the enemy of our souls, the devil, will bruise your heel, but you shall crush his head. Glory to God. I knew that we had the victory over that spirit. Uh, but once again, the, the name of the Lord, that the Lord's name is mighty and glorified in that place. A demonized man began to dance in a way that was humiliating and confessed that, that that deity was not a true God. And many Hindus were powerfully touched. But once again, I saw how real this demonic oppression was when it described uh, the same type of demonic powers operating through Queen uh, Jezebel and how this power had to be banished. And uh, in all kinds of things, you know, uh, uh, it talks about her and, and her and the idolatry. But let me show you, share a few things with you that are happening. Uh, Jezebel and the sexual seduction of America. Um, there's nothing new about sexual immorality. Paul talked about it. All of them talked about it. But 
Uh, just consider how this generation has been flooded with uh, pornography sites, received more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, Twitter combined every month. Wow. 35% of all internet downloads are pornographic related. 34% of internet users have been exposed to unwanted pornography via ads, pop-ups, and etc. People who admit to having extramarital affairs were uh, over 300%, 300% more likely to admit consuming pornography than those who have never had an affair. At least 30% of all data transferred across the internet is pornographically related. Uh, this is, okay, this comes from, um, uh, here it is, 20 mind-blowing stats about pornography industry. Uh, it's on, you can, you can find it on uh, www.fightthenewdrug.org, okay, uh, if you want to, you know, so it's, 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 it's talked about too. To put this in context, in December 2017, it was reported that the average 197 million visitors visited Amazon.com, 127 million visited Walmart.com each month. Yet a leading pornography site draws 125 million visitors per day. Oh my God. With roughly 5 million adult videos uploaded to the site in 2018 alone, enough for 115 years of continual viewing. If we don't think this is epic. Okay, back in 53, when Hugh Hefner per, per, uh, uh, published the first edition of Playboy with the, uh, you know, the naked Marilyn Monroe, uh, picture how scandalous this was and uh, today countless mi millions of such pictures are available in instant viewing um, uh, uh, and all of that according to 2015 now listen to this according to 2015 article on the website of Exodus Crime an organization that works to combat human trafficking in 1991 were fewer than 90 different pornographic magazines published in America. By 1997, there were 900 pornographic sites on the internet. In 2011, internet filtering software CyberSitter blocked 2.5 million pornographic sites. By now, meaning 2015, that number has increased exponentially. Just think of an exponential increase from 2.5 million. The numbers are beyond staggering. And that's just thinking about the numbers. Today, there are chat rooms which performers, strippers, are engaged in sexual acts at your personal request. Because people are doing this from home. You know how they drive and bring you food? You know how you can have your food brought to you? How you can have this brought to you? Well, listen to this. Many of the performers are barely even in their teens. They work from their homes to make extra money. It's illegal for these minors and those who exploit them. Today, there are countless websites catering to every sexual fetish, bondage, and perversion. Today, even middle schoolers exchange naked pictures as they engage in sexting. The practice is illegal 
as it is typically considered a form of child pornography, but is so pervasive that many of these kids don't even realize they're breaking the law. These are some of the things, you know, um, um, 90% of young men age 18 have been exposed to pornography. Of 90% of the average of these, uh, now this is, this is just sad, of the 90% average of these young men were sexual, uh, sexualized by pornography was between 8 and 11 years old. Similarly, 60% of younger, young women by the age of 18 has been exposed to pornography as well. Also, 80% of this exposure which isn't always uh, voluntary, is happening in perceived safety of their home. This was considered, uh, this, this, this uh, uh, website is the novusproject.org and a uh, resource for parents and stuff. So, I mean, all of these things, I mean, you know, are, are, um, are that. I'm gonna read one more thing. Oh, the scourge of human trafficking. No, I don't want to read that. Okay. When Hugh Hefner died in 2017, I wrote an article titled The Death of Hugh Hefner and the End of the Sexual Revolution. <laughs> he thought. <laughs> okay. That was, that was Michael Brown who wrote that. He says, I was not making a prophetic declaration that his death marked the end of a uh, disastrous era. Era, I was expect I was expressing a fervent hope. In that article, I noticed that eight-year-olds are being exposed to hardcore pornography. Children as young as ten years old are learning in their schools the relative health risk of anal versus oral versus vaginal intercourse. 13-year-olds are sexting each other, sometimes committing suicide when their naked pictures circulate on the, on the school, through their school. Condoms have been made available to first graders. What, pray tell, does a six-year-old child do with a condom? Healthy men in their 20s cannot perform without Viagra because they're pornographic addiction. Married couples in their 20s no longer have sex between them because it's become so meaningless. Gary, the author, uh, author of Your Brain and Pornography talks about that. These are just some of the things, but uh, the, the hatred that uh, Jezebel and the baby and, 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 the, and the baby killing, this is a spirit, this is a spirit, this is a spirit. And the spirit hates, hates uh, oh, listen to this. Writing on a pro-life website, Rachel Cox uses this example to open the eyes of people who don't think the unborn baby is a person she should suggest. Let's pretend a fetus is a non-human animal. Now, now that it's settled, allow me to use an example to demonstrate why killing a non-human animal in a similar fashion uh, in, in a similar fashion as one used in the human abortion is still deplorable. Let's say I have the puppy, but I can't afford one at this stage in my life. Lack of money is a common reason for wanting to abort. Why do I, uh, what do I do with this puppy? Since it's still small, I'm going to cram it in a blender. 
while conscious and liquefying. Okay, to make a bloody soup out of it. Disposing of the concoction in the trash. That might work for a small puppy, but what about an older dog? It won't fit in the blender. What about this man? Without using an anesthesia, I'm going to chop each of the dog's leg off one by one, a pair with a, uh, bolt cutters, but the dog is still alive at this point. So the job isn't over yet. Now I'm gonna pick up a giant rock, slam it down on the dog's head, crush it, and then throw the dog in the mangled bag in a biohazard bag. Do you think this method of getting rid of the dog was disturbing? Who wouldn't? Now this, this book was Rachel Cox's uh, uh, abortion methods and, and, and gruesome reality. Unfortunately, she explained, those two methods are basically the same used to kill thousands of fetuses every day. Sound familiar? The first, uh, the, the, the first procedure I described was very similar to the aspiration abortion commonly performed in the first trimester of pregnancy. She, uh, uh, on her website, she shows this thing. I don't want to look at it. But at any rate, the second, uh, she writes, is akin to the dilation and evacuation uh, uh, abortion used in the second trimester. There are other methods of abortion sites. Now, uh, all of these are going to result in death. This is what it is. This is this is this is the thing. But now I'm going to tell you about how the hatred of men. Okay. Jezebel is obsessed. Do you see why you can't keep your head in the closet? Yes. Do you see why? I know that, that, that we think this is, this is horrible. Why would Dr. Baker do this? Uh, because you ain't going to read this nowhere else. And if we're not active, then what we are is careless. We spend so much time thinking about ourselves. Do you notice that the adversary always wants you to feel something bad about yourself? Feel sad, feel sorry. You, you notice that? Anybody notice that? Yes. Why is that? Because then you won't be active. You won't come against him because you're too busy on yourself. See, the problem with us in this nation is that we're self-absorbed. And until we get out of that self-absorbed and get kingdom-minded, we'll be impotent. You understand? We're not going to operate that way. Now, if you don't care about other people, that's, that's fine. But we're going to be asked what did we do with what it was that we knew? You see, the Bible says, why, why does these things come to me? You don't think that I like talking about this, do you? I know you don't. <laughs> the Bible says, don't be ignorant. What does that word mean? It means don't stick your head in the sand against the devil's devices. Okay? Okay, during the conference, uh, uh, Oh, but Jezebel is aggressive. She's obsessed. She is determined I must have my right to abortion. Abortion is considered a matter of reproductive justice. During the hearing to, conform, to confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, I was reminded of the famous line, hell has no fury like a woman's scorn. 
this prompted me to write an art article, prepare, prepare for wrath, uh, pro-abortion militants, which it, uh, ended by saying that hell hath no fury like that of a militant pro-abortionist. The same day my piece was published on the very same website, Jennifer Hartline posted a similar theme article that was shared more than 100,000 times. Here's, uh, uh, hers was titled, It's Not Kavanaugh, It's Roe. And her article ended with these words, they hate Kavanaugh because they love abortion, and he doesn't. Hell has no fury like women's, uh, women's rights scorn was uh, their message in the, uh, uh, in the spirit of speaking, referred to the pitched, uh, uh, pitched opinion, opposition of Kavanaugh's confirmation. She wrote, this is about abortion. It's about a larger sexual idolatry. idolatry. It's uh, as well, but abortion first and foremost. It's about nothing more than demolishing a candidate for the Supreme Court which, did not, which they did not choose, who poses as a serious threat to the golden idol. Abortion is both a sacrament and a god. She was absolutely right. Just as the chi uh, child sacrifice was directly tied to idolatry, so too abortion itself is an idol, a sacrament, and a god. She continued, a country that shrugs off the evidence of what abortion really is and chants all the louder about freedom and equality could never claim to achieve either uh, to achieve either Roe versus Wade. Uh, is a litmus test to end all litmus tests. That's because abortion is a moral issue to end all issues. It is ultimately uh, uniquely uh, defining of a culture and an individual. People who support the act of butchering the most defenseless and innocent of all humans uh, blatantly called it choice can hardly plant their flag on a civilized hill. A nation that considers killing its own children to be, um, that's a French word, of its fight for empowerment and justice is suffering a suicidal delusion. And these prophetic words, uh, uh, and, and these piercing and prophetic words, and they, uh, they precisely, they, and that's it, precisely what we've got here in America. The delusion is so hypnotic and addictive that nothing must be permitted to question or come against it. There must be a sexual pleasure without price. Nothing matters more than sexual gratification. The God of the growing is perpetually unsatisfied and greedy. So the modern sophisticated pagans want to continue exposing the uh, uh, exposing the uh, unwanted child to birds of prey on the rock in the midday sun, the allegiance they require, uh, they require to abortion on demand is no different and no better, except that, uh, that today they move these lucrative brains and organs, for, they would move the lucrative brains and organs first. I guess our ancestors didn't know there was money to be made from body parts. About 45 years of this demonic delusion with millions of babies picked apart by vultures in lab coats. Along comes the possibility that finally the most sickening injustice of all times may be undone. And the pelvic left is 12 different kinds of hysterical hysteria. And then uh, um, read Psalms 106, 34 through 40. 
but oh okay i want god where's oh okay okay this book is uh, about women so angry at slavery and lynching that they risk their lives and reputations okay okay that's not the feminist not all feminism is bad we know that but there's radical fe feminism that is destructive it sees marriage as an outdated slavish institution regards motherhood as a lesser calling and views children as an intrusion it is not merely pro-woman it is anti-man and anti-family um viciously so males are downright evil especially those uh, those uh, these days in America, white males, the patriarchal must be overthrown. Women must reign supreme. This too, uh, this too is a Jezebel spirit, and uh, and expressed. Oh, here it is. This is what I want you to hear. As expressed in a tweet by a black woman named T A I Y E S H A Baker. And this baker going to speak against this baker, you got it? Uh, who put specific focus on white males. Every white woman raises a de uh, deterrent. Uh, every, every white woman raises a deterrent to society. A detriment, I'm sorry. Raises a detriment to society when they raise a son. Someone with the highest propensity to be a terrorist, rapist, um, killer, and domestic violence all-star. Historically, every son you had should be sacrificed to the wolves. And this is in her book. Uh, uh, Emma, Kate, somebody, did uh, IU health nurse says, no longer an employee, controversial. At any rate, when you get the book, you will see it. Okay. Now I want to read you one of the other ones. Emily Littman, a white contributor to Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue, okay? Teen Vogue shared some sim similar sentiments. Although in her case, the hostility was not an, as extreme and was not limited to white males, she tweeted, here's an unpopular opinion. I'm actually not at all concerned about any innocent men losing their jobs over false sexual assault, uh, harassment allegations. Come again? You have no problem with innocent males losing their jobs after being falsely accused? You wouldn't mind it if it were, if it were a fine, respectable, upright, ethical, hardworking, kind-hearted man whose reputation was sullied and whose uh, career destroyed uh, because of outright lies? You wouldn't mind it if it happened to your father or your brother or your husband if you were married. Precisely so. As she explained, sorry, if some innocent man's reputation has to has to hit, has to take a hit in the process of undoing the patriarchal society, that is a price I'm absolutely willing to pay. The patriarchal society must be crushed. And there will always be innocent casuals of war. So be it. The sentiments, the sentiments 
of radical feminists are extreme, challenging, and very fundamental in a part of our society. That's why some of the central issues taken on by radical feminists includes a critique of motherhood, marriage, the nuclear family, sexuality, questioning how much of our culture is based on patriarchal assumptions, a critique of other institutions, including government and religion, as centered historically in patriarchal power, and just as far and just how far do these critiques go? The Thought Catalog website, 23 quotes from feminists that will make you rethink feminism. Uh, the quotes were compiled, compiled by Jake Phyllis and posted on May 17, 2014, which was before at, uh, the most recent spike in radical feminism, which traces back to the election of President Trump in 2016. Some of the quotes include, and, and you can get this on John Phyllis and, um, you know, rethink uh, whatever it is. I'm just going to read you a few because I don't have that much time. I feel like hating men is honorable and viable political act. That the oppressed have the right to class hatred against the class that is opposing them. Robin Morgan, Ms. Magazine editor. The nuclear family must be destroyed. Whatever, it ultim whatever its ultimate meaning, the breakup of families, now is the objectively is objectively revolutionary process. Linda Gordon, writer and historian. These are not things that are being that, that I'm making up. You understand that? Uh, um, wake up there, ma'am. <laughs> Marriage is an ins institution developed from rape as a practice. Andrea Dworkin, writer. Since marriage constitutes slavery for women, it is clear that the women's movement must concentrate on attacking its institution. Freedom for women cannot be won without the abolition of marriage, Abol uh, 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 abolish, abolishment of marriage. Sheila Cran, a fem uh, feminist activist. The proportion of men must be reduced and maintained at approximately 10% of the human race. Uh, Sally Mueller Gearhart, in her essay, The Future, If There Is One, Is Female. If life is to survive on this planet, there must be a decontamination of the earth. I think this will be accomplished by an evolutionary process that will result in drastic reduction of the population of males. Mary De uh, Daly, feminist and philosopher. Probably the only place where a man can feel secure is in a maximum security prison, except for the imminent threat of release. Jermaine Greer, feminist, writer, and academic. This is the mindset of these people. And you will see Princeton University, all of these different universities, and all of these things. These are the kinds of things, when you start to read this, the name of the book, as I said, is Jezebel's War with America. And you can get it, you know, on Amazon. You can get it. Uh, uh, it's by Michael L. Brown. Um, 
and it's uh, I, I, I really believe that it's a must read. Pastor Lontain, come on up here and pray. I'll come back there and do that. Praise you, Jesus. How many of you thought this was worth it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's it's an awakening. Because it's it's hatred. I mean, you know, it, it's and and it's really interesting. Remember, I, I had not come on up. I had not read this. Here, you can have my microphone. Okay. Uh, remember, I, I had told you about my minister in, in in Idaho, and I was talking about men men uh, um, you know praying for men. You, you remember that? I told y'all that I had ministered on that. And 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 here it is. I had not read this book. I had not even heard about this. This is this is a battle that God wants us to, 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 to deal with. So, did anybody have any questions before she prays? You have um, about one minute left. Well, come on up and pray. Uh, I wanted to tell you something, too. It's an interesting thing about the quote, Hell hath no fury. Because the furies are, in Roman Indian mythology, the... Um, uh, they known as the goddesses of vengeance. Um, they were supposed to be coming from the nether regions. I had looked it up again. They were supposed to be coming from the nether regions to destroy evil among mankind. They were known as that you might have heard of the three furies in both uh, Greek mythology and Roman mythology. And they were supposed to be so fierce that the people were afraid to refer to them as such. And so they would refer to them as the um, benevolent ones or something along those lines. But it was so interesting that the evil that they were coming to annihilate was coming from below. And it uh, ties in with the scripture that says that in these days they will call evil good and good evil. So yes. what evil was it that they were? And most people, when they quote that, they're thinking of anger, but they were talking about the furies. The scripture that ties into what Dr. Baker was saying. It's found in Acts chapter 18. And we're simply going to claim this. It's verses 9 and 10, where it reads, Then spoke the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak. And do not be silent. Do not hold your peace. For I am with you, and no man shall set on you to hurt you. For I have much people in this city. And this is when Paul had come. Uh, he met Priscilla and Aquila. And when he was speaking the truth, they were, it was disdained and it was pushed back, the same type of thing that we see now. But again, God says, don't be afraid. You speak and do not be silent. And we at Astounding Love Church Fellowship and we at More Than Enough Ministries hold to this truth. And we choose in the name of Jesus not to be afraid, and we will not be silent. Yes. And that is our declaration to every just every emanation of a Jezebel spirit or any yes. other demonic thing. You yes. will not shut us down in the name of Jesus. And I speak this in the name of Jesus over our apostle. She will not be silent. She will not be silent. Yes. As it flows from the top and on through, we thank you, Father. We speak that the boldness that you put in her from the beginning has found root in her. 
that she does not walk in fear and she does not walk in intimidation and she does not walk in arrogance, but in humility, in the spirit of the fear of the Lord, in obedience to that which you have called her to with the love of God that surpasses all understanding, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding flowing through this vessel. She does not come as, as a fury of hell. She comes as a citizen of the kingdom of God yes, yes, with yes. the message of the gospel, the saving truth of Jesus Christ, the compassion of God, and the commission to see to it that as many as would be set free from the bondage and the lies yes, and the yes, deceptions yes, that this yes, world yes, has yes, formulated yes. and cultivated, that they will not be able to resist the power of Holy Spirit as he comes forth from her. That yes. the more that evil tries to increase, the more it will be decreased. And in this time coming of 2020, that the eyes will be open to see that which is true. That there are people that will hear her voice and far from being irritated will be drawn to the truth yes. and the love yes. that comes from her. She is surrounded backed up and, and continually protected by the power of the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and the word of God, and the prayers of those that go up for her. She walks in obedience, not compromise. She walks yes. in a determination that your word shall not be returned to you unfulfilled, but everything you have commissioned your daughter, your servant, your, the, your beloved maker baby to do, she will fulfill her Days. Yes. We step into agreement yeah. with her. Yes, this is what is in her book, yes. and this is what shall be seen. Yes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Yes. I thank all of you for joining us tonight here at More Than Enough Ministries, www.mteminc.org. We're located at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard, San Jose, California, 95131. Our phone number is 408-945-4439. I know that this was a lot of heavy stuff, but I really believe this is something that we have to know. And I covet your prayers. Pray for me in the spirit. And we're going to bring forth what it is that God wants done in the name of Jesus. Remember, there's a donate button so that we can get this all over the world. And, um, you know, give generously into the work of the ministry. Because... Your family, my family, your life, my life, the life of the unborn, all of them, whatever nationality you are, whatever you are, male or female, and that's been come against too. So remember the name of the book, and, um, you know, we'll see you. The Lord bless you. The Lord does keep you. And the Lord does make his face to shine upon you and give you your love. Why don't you come and pray over the offerings and then pray over theirs too, those people that are giving uh, online and, um, and, and, and all of it, um, uh, you know, Father in heaven, we lift up these offerings to you, Father God. We pray, Father, that you would multiply, Father God, so your word, Father God, the truth, Father God, can be delivered all over this world. Father, we thank you for this time, Father God, all that has come forth this evening, Father God. We know that your word will not come back to void, Father God. 
So I pray a special blessing for each and every person that has come into an agreement, Father God. Mm. Every person that is seated into this ministry, Father God, that they would be abundantly blessed, Father God. More, Father, with wisdom and understanding and knowledge that they need to take forth your message, to stand on your word, Father God, and bring forth the spirit of truth. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and praise. Amen. 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 Bye. We are dismissed. Mm -hmm. yeah.